We are thankful unto God this evening for the opportunity to be in his house. I'm grateful unto God for um, allowing us to come. And I want to thank the pastors and the leadership of the church for giving us the opportunity um, to present the work of God in, in Africa. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you tonight. We magnify your name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you adoration. We want to hear from you tonight. Father, we pray that you speak to us from your throne of grace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Son. And thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight, um, briefly, we'll be considering God's word from the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I know we will trust God to take us through the message even as we um, close and go home. Amen. Our main text will be coming from Philippians 4, verse 4. The word of God says, Rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say, rejoice. And of course, it is clear in our minds as Christians that the epistle of Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul. And uh, it was written to the church in Philippi. Now, as a child of God who has placed his faith in the Lord Jesus, this epistle is also written to us. Now, a little bit of background of this church in Philippi. When you go to the book of Acts, chapter 16, we are told about a little damsel who used the means of fortune-telling by bringing money to her people. And the Bible says when Paul and Silas entered Philippi, this girl went around and she was saying, these are the servants of God who have come to turn our city upside down and they are preaching in the name of the God. The Bible says this young damsel did this several times. And one day the apostle Paul commanded the spirit to depart from her. The Bible says immediately the spirit left her. And as you know, that was the means by which she used to bring money to her parents. And so as a result of that, since that means was gone, the Bible makes us to understand in Acts chapter 16 that Paul and Silas were grabbed, they were beaten, and the Bible says they were locked in the innermost part of the prison. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says, but at midnight, it says, Paul and Silas sing songs of praise unto God. The Bible says there was a great earthquake as a result of their singing, as a result of their worship. He says, so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. He says, the doors were open, and the chains fell off their feet. Now, there was a Philippian jailer who kept watch over them in this Philippian jail. He had wanted to kill himself, thinking that Paul and Silas had escaped from prison. 
Of course, Paul and Silas made it clear to him that, please don't harm yourself. We are here safe. Now, from studies, I came to understand that this Philippian jailer became very influential in this church in Philippi. Now, in Philippians 4, chapter 4, there are several reasons, you know, why Paul encouraged the church in Philippi to rejoice in God. Now, most of the times, when we face difficulties in life, when we face hard times in life, when we face turbulent times in life, it tends to kill our joy as Christians. But you and I have to understand that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Whenever we come before God, we must not allow problems, difficulties, hard times to kill our joy in serving this God. That was why the Apostle Paul said to the church, and the word of God is saying to you and I tonight, rejoice in the Lord always and again, I say, rejoice. Briefly tonight, I'll be speaking to you on the subject, the reasons for rejoicing. The reasons for rejoicing. And from this portion of scripture in, in Philippians 4, the entire chapter 4, there are five simple reasons the Apostle Paul advanced to the church in Philippi. And I want you and I to allow the word of God to speak to our hearts tonight why we must rejoice as Christians. The Apostle Paul said to them in Philippians 4 verse 4, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now the question is, why must I rejoice? We see the very first reason in verse 5, in verse 6. The word of God says, be careful for nothing. It says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, it says, let your requests be made known unto God. So that was the very first reason the Apostle Paul said, said to them. He said, we must rejoice as Christians always. He says, simply because we have a prayer that settles. It says, be careful for nothing. The Apostle Paul did not say in something. The Bible says, but in everything. It says, by prayer and supplication. It says, with thanksgiving. It says, let your requests be made known unto God. So as a child of God, whatever you are going through, I know things can be difficult. I know things can be tough in life. I know maybe you are going through certain hard times in life. But the word of God wants you and I to understand that we must rejoice always because we have a prayer that settles. The Bible says for the weapons of our warfare, it says they are not carnal. It says but they are mighty through God. It says to the pulling down of stronghold. And as a child of God, that weapon is the weapon of prayer that we have. The Apostle Paul said, be careful for nothing. It says, but in everything, it says, by prayer and supplication, it says, with thanksgiving. It says, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, sometimes the reason why we do not depend on prayer, it is because we think that whenever we pray to God, God does not answer. That is not true. Whenever we go before God in prayer, God surely answers. There are times God will say yes. There are times he will say no. And there are also times he will say wait. Whatever answer that comes from God when you go before him in prayer, that is God's answer. The apostle Paul wanted the church to understand that because they had, and as a child of God in this place, because you have a prayer that settles. 
you must rejoice always. Amen? Amen? Whatever you are going through, you must rejoice always. Whatever you are faced with, you must rejoice always. Simply because you have a prayer that settles. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, the word of God says, Call unto me and I will answer thee. It says, and I will show thee great and mighty things. It says, which thou knowest not. May God give us the grace to rejoice in difficult times. May God give us the grace to rejoice in hard times. May God give us the grace to rejoice in turbulent times. Simply because we have a prayer that settles. The Apostle Paul again said unto them, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. He advanced the second reason, and we see that reason in verse 7. It says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, it said, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Firstly, he said to them, Rejoice in the Lord always, because you have a prayer that settles, but also you have a peace that sustains. He says, and the peace of God, he did not say the peace of man, he says, and the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. We have a peace that sustains. Before Jesus Christ left the face of the earth, he said to his disciples, he says, peace I live with you. He says, my peace I give to you. He says, not as the world gives do I give unto you. He said, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus is our peace. Amen? Amen? Jesus is our peace. I have seen certain people, when they're going through hard times in life, they take into so many awful things. Some of them go into alcoholism. Some of them go into drugs because they say they are looking for peace. Listen to me, church. You cannot find peace in this world. You can only find peace in Jesus. Amen? We can only find peace in Jesus. Now, if you take a particular substance because you want to find peace in whatever you are going through, once that substance gets out of your system, the very first thing that comes to mind is the same problem. Is that problem. The Apostle Paul said to them, he said, we must rejoice in God always. Say, because we have a prayer that settles, but also we must rejoice in God always because we have a peace that sustains May God grant us peace of mind. Amen? May God grant us peace. Every one of us who is depending on God for peace, because Jesus Christ is our peace, may he grant us peace. Amen? Amen. The Apostle Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He advanced the third reason why he wanted the church in Philippi to rejoice. And God's word is speaking to you and I this evening. And that reason is found in verse 11 and verse 12. He said, not that I speak in respect of want. He said, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. He says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. In everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and both to be hungry both to abound and both to suffer need. The Apostle Paul said to them, rejoice in the Lord. He says, you have a prayer that settles. He says, rejoice in the Lord. You have a peace that sustains. So, but he said to them the third time, he said, rejoice in the Lord. Always and again I say rejoice. He says, because you have a position that satisfies. 
says, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. The Bible says godliness with contentment, it's a, it's a great gain. Now, most of the times, people on the face of the earth want to get to places, you know, just like that. Want to become, you know, like, you know, like people just like that. They don't want to wait for the time. There are certain times you have to wait for the process and go through the process. You cannot get to a place just like that. The Bible says patience is a virtue. The Apostle Paul said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Maybe you are seated in this place tonight. You are not content with your present position. Because maybe based on what is so disturbing you, or based on what is troubling you, you are not content. The Bible says you must rejoice because you have a position that satisfies it's a position that you enjoy as a child of God. Your physical position is not important. What is important to you and I is our spiritual position. Amen? Amen? We know that when we die and leave this place, we have a place in heaven. We have a place in heaven. We have a place in heaven. The Apostle Paul said, For I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. He says, You have a position that satisfies. You have a position that satisfies. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The Apostle Paul then went further to advance the fourth reason. And God's word is speaking to us tonight. And we see that reason in verse 13. And the word of God says, I can do all things. Through Christ, which strengtheneth me. The Apostle Paul said, you have a prayer that settles. You have a peace that sustains. You have a position that satisfies. But also, you have a power that strengthens. You have a power that strengthens. There's a normal common song we sing. If you know it, you join me as we sing the chorus. It says, the blood. That gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. As Christians, we have a power that strengthens. Whatever we are going through, the grace of God is sufficient to see us through. The grace of God is sufficient to back us. The grace of God is sufficient to strengthen us. That was why the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Why must I not rejoice in God always when I have a prayer that settles? When I'm, why must I not rejoice in God always when I have a peace that sustains, a position that satisfies, but also a power that strengthens? God's power, the grace of God is available for all of us, amen, to see us through whatever we are going through. The apostle Paul said to the church, don't allow anything to kill your joy in serving this God. Don't allow anything to kill your joy in serving this God. Whenever I come before God's presence, I try to forget about all the problems that I have and worship him in the beauty of holiness. 
Lastly, the Apostle Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He advanced the very last reason why he wanted the church to rejoice in Philippi. And God is speaking to us. And that last reason is found in Philippians 4, 18 and 19. And the word of God says, that I have all and abound. I am full having received of Epaphroditus the things which we are sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing unto God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The apostle Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. He says, you have a prayer that settles. You have a peace that sustains. You have a position that satisfies. You have a power that strengthens. But also, you have a provider that supplies. You have a provider that supplies. He says, but my God. But I have all. Having received of Epaphroditus the things that were sent. He says, an odor. Well-pleasing sacrifice. He says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Notice here with me, he did not say God shall supply all our wants. But he says God shall supply all our needs. Now there is a difference between our needs and our wants. God has promised us faithfully in his word that he will supply all our needs. What are you going through in life? What are the difficult situations that you are faced with? What are the difficult times that I'm faced with? And sometimes... I tend to discourage, and sometimes it makes you wonder whether you are serving a living God. Sometimes it makes you feel distressed to an extent in killing your joy in serving and believing this God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Don't forget, you have a prayer that settles. You have a peace that sustains. You have a position that satisfies. You have a power that strengthens. And you have a provider that supplies. May the Lord bless his word in our hearts tonight. And may God grant us the grace to serve him in spirit and in truth. No matter what. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Shall we please bow down our heads even as we pray. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are powerful. Thank you that you're here with us 
and talking to you is only a prayer away. We thank you that we can rejoice no matter what. Thank you for that message. Thank you for what you're doing there in Africa. Thank you for what you're doing right here. Thank you for our church being able to partner with World Evangelism Outreach, and I pray for their ministry, for everyone involved, that you'll continue to bless them and use them. May we take the message to heart. May we spend this week and beyond rejoicing, remembering that powerful message. And I pray that you'll use it in each of our lives. May it not just have been for a time here, but uh, to affect us in the days, weeks, and even months to come. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.